Monopoly by Grit. Welcome to Monopoly by Grit, episode number four. We are going to talk about the current Australian market in Australia right now. And today we have our very own Daniel Dias. And the reason I brought in Daniel is Daniel is an avid learner of property, real estate, property investments. If you go to him, he might have articles and uh, newspapers 10 years from now on. So he's, he's an avid learner and he has so much of knowledge, wealth of knowledge, which can benefit you. Welcome to Monopoly, Dana. Thank you, Navin. Thank you. Appreciate this and looking forward to this, actually. Coming back to Monopoly. You know why we started Monopoly, right? Uh, uh, have, have you played Monopoly as a kid? I have played Monopoly as a kid. We played Monopoly <laughs> in office. <laughs> well, what, are your, what are your lessons and what were your uh, moments while you were playing with friends, family? Okay. So one thing is learning the disparity of properties. There are properties that are cheaper with, in lower demographies and lower situations. There are properties that are more expensive and with better potential. So knowing that, my in- initial knowledge of that was in Monopoly. You know, I didn't know anything about what a, you know, train station also has a value and things like that. I learned in Monopoly. So as a child, I'm talking of pre my teens, you know, Monopoly was a regularly played thing in my household. We weren't so obsessed with it, but it was something we did when we had those times of, you know, almost lockdown times in we're back home. <laughs> so that was what we <laughs> played. All right, let's get into it. Uh, we're going to talk about, let's talk about Australian property versus rest of the world. Um, what are your thoughts and uh, findings about if you compare Australian properties versus the rest of the world? Okay, presently, the world, much of the world is seeing changes in economies, you know, inflation, etc. But one thing that doesn't change in Australia specifically is population growth. No matter where there's a war fought in the world, the refugees or post-war people come over to Australia. No matter where there's disparity in earning, those people with wealth end up coming to Australia. Almost every war fought in the world in the last decade and a half, Australia has seen a good quotient of displaced people, refugees coming over. So my theorem is Australia is geographically safe. Where an island continent that's governed by one federal government in the ocean between the Pacific and the Indian, we are biologically safe. You know, we're we're safe, safe against, you know, bio threats. You know, coming in, everything is quarantined. You can't bring a dog in here. It's quarantined. All those things happen. And also economically safe. Okay. Yeah. So I know for a fact, you know, money, people's money is quite safe in Australia. Now, that's very interesting. That's very true. Um, and also, if you look at rest of the world, I mean, we can compare markets of um, Asian markets such as Malaysia, Singapore, India, and then also... Uh, in the Mediterranean continent, to Europe, to Middle East, to US. Uh, If you look at the stats, uh, the rental growth has been from 4 to sometimes 10%. But what I also find is the stability which you find in Australia, I don't think there is in any part of the world. Uh, If you look at the Europe, places like Greece, you get about 10% return in terms of rental, but then there's not much appreciation at all. And it's all quite volatile. 
there are stable markets out there such as Singapore it's steady the returns are less but it's steady but then as you rightly said the population growth in Australia just these are just fundamentals so there's only 25 million people in the whole of this huge continent and for example next two years they want 400,000 people into the country so i mean the fundamentals are so strong when there's more people coming in obviously they need housing so fundamentally i think property market in australia is extremely strong compared to the rest of the world i read up some articles about the us uh, they're going through a rough patch right now especially in real estate uh in us the multifamily which is what they call it where you get whole blocks of apartments you can buy whole blocks of apartments where you get whole uh that concept is a pretty good concept which we don't have in australia yet but it's coming in it's called built to rent so i spoke to come a couple of developers in the us and they want to they are planning to move into australia to do this concept so that gives a sign that the market in us is not so good right now and similar to the europe as well as uh, middle east so comparatively i think uh, we are in a pretty good wicket and um, it's uh, the fundamentals are very strong yeah i certainly agree with that and with the you said the population growth people will continue coming to australia that's no doubt we don't we don't see an exodus of people going elsewhere and especially countries with disparity of earning post covid the need for people to leave those countries that are struggling at the moment is immense and you know intellectual capital coming into australia is also another key factor we called it uh, what's it or the the visa application has a skilled migration requirements that skill education obtained elsewhere is coming in and one line i like to you know say is you might come here on a boat you might come here on a spaceship but you need a place to live so no matter what happens housing is the backbone of things you know economies may change commercial factors may change but everyone who comes to australia needs a roof above their heads so i'd completely agree with those fundamentals you were talking of yeah. i mean yeah and going back to if you look at what are the benefits we have in residential properties one is as you rightly said it's roof of your head that's your own home uh there there has to be a place to call home and then we have investment properties what benefits can you think of uh, in residential properties a benefit in the sense right now yeah. with the population growth investment properties is key if you have your own place it's not difficult to use the equity in that property and obtain a rental property to rent out to other people and with the immense population growth that's happening right now 2022 to 24 400 sorry 200,000 people are coming to australia on residential visa these are not just tourists not you know you know visiting australia but to live in australia so right now with the changes we are seeing in the economy the first home buyers you know the people who are just getting off getting their foot in the property market might find it a bit difficult but if you have equity if you are a landed proprietor now is the time to act use your equity use your your capacity buy now it is a buyers market is it is an investor market right now and i would advise anyone with any plans of owning properties to use equity in this capitalist economy and obtain property another key point i keep telling myself is 
10 years ago properties were less than half the price i have two little children i'm thinking of them when they are 20 years from now when they are looking to buy a house the property will be three or four times the price it is right now so the sooner you get your hands on something and hold on to it the better it is better it is for yourself as well as for your family because as you said our kids when the time comes for them to buy properties you're lock, probably probably looking at 1.5 million anywhere in australia and uh, to afford that you need a deposit and the properties the family would have had can benefit as equity and then getting them their deposits which are required absolutely and you, you don't want your children to be tenants for the rest of their lives you know you want your children to get their foot in their door you know live somewhere of their own they're paying their own mortgage they're not paying their landlords mortgage so you know buy and hold you know you don't turnover is not what we are looking for we want people to buy and hold their properties yeah and that's from an emotional point of view if you're talking thinking about the family if you're thinking about our homes uh then if you go into the investment side of things there's whole range of benefits too right so things like the tax benefits uh benefits of using superannuation towards property investment there's whole variety of benefits as an investor completely agreed sorry i missed out that the, the key factor of investing is if you want a comfortable retirement as the population ages in australia that's one key factor the population is aging the retirement age is from 65 is 67 right now when you and i come into retirement it's probably going to be 70 because the, the population is aging that's why age care is such a big business in australia right now So if you want a comfortable retirement there are many avenues you can invest you can invest in your own capacity you can invest with your superannuation you can invest in syndicates with other people in some cases i i i have investor customers who are two siblings put their capacity together and they invest in rental properties so that's a far you know it's a long shot it's a, it, you know thinking far ahead but they're doing it anyway as siblings you know they 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 trust each other they they know each other very well enough to do it as siblings or even as friends for that matter you can do it if you trust someone well enough you can do that sort of thing effortlessly yeah absolutely absolutely and so uh let's talk about tax benefits uh what are the key tax benefits i mean whether you like it or not uh in australia you can't get away from taxes the more more uh, income you earn more taxes you pay and investment property is probably the only way if you're on a pay yg role uh that's the only way where you can get some tax benefits let's talk about it a little bit more so uh, of course capitalism you know in my opinion this is this is complete capitalism you make a lot of money you pay high high taxes the more money you make the high taxes you pay if you're earning about if you're earning over $165,000 in australia at least 45% of your income goes to the ato yeah so how you recover these taxes is primarily through investment properties when you invest in a property on your profit and loss on your investment venture the the uh, the loss you show the ato the loss you, you you present to the ato is forfeited from your taxable income so your tax money every year you know personally i call it a media bonus come june july my wife and i do our taxes that's the bonus we used to you know travel out of you know travel out of town for a while etc 
is the tax money not only we do other constructive things as well like repay a home loan for for an instance so you know profit and loss you know you're making losses on your you you you're showing that you are making losses on the on on your investment but you're recovering your taxes on that as well and depreciation is a key factor that allows you to to do that people you know the word goes around negative gearing negative gearing negative gearing but the idea of negative gearing is not not quite accurate with a lot of people i meet you negatively gear but in investment you negatively gear your investment but you make it positive cash flow so you generate positive cash flow through negative gearing it's not that you're going to be negative and you're, you're you're going to be giving money out but through negative gearing you make it positive cash flow by recovering your tax money yeah absolutely and about creating portfolios because you and i know when we speak to clients they're not thinking big enough they think okay i might have one investment property i have my own home i just want to pay it off and i'm happy but what they don't realize it is if you think 10 years 20 years 30 years from now that's just not going to be enough for you to create some sort of freedom for yourself you need at least three investment properties i mean we are telling this with facts right but uh, people don't just realize that uh, i think it's about thinking too small uh, they have the capacity to do it but the fear monger stops them have you come across that Cer- certainly absolutely and procrastination i must do it maybe i'll think about it later maybe i'll think about it after this month is over or maybe i'll think about it after this financial year is over and people just procrastinate and don't get down to doing it yes you don't have to you know stretch out an arm and a leg to do that but when you do create a portfolio of investments you're making paramount returns and most importantly it should not or how you should strategically do it is it should not to compromise your lifestyle you know your your investment is a is a self sustaining venture that does not cause you to compromise your lifestyle too much i wouldn't say completely doesn't but you know you don't want to compromise your lifestyle too much uh, a portfolio minimizes your risk for one thing you might might be a dynamic portfolio as in a house and land or a, a standalone titled house on its own a townhouse or an apartment for that matter or even geographically you know you, you have two investment properties in victoria maybe your next venture should be queens or elsewhere or perth or adelaide you know minimizing your risk you know the, the rule of thumb in investment is do not put all your eggs into one basket so you diversify your in your investments minimizing your risk but in order to diversify you've got to make that move and take the step not procrastinate that's what i think you know procrastinate i see i meet a lot of people sitting on you know you know hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars of equity oh yeah i thought about investing 5 years ago but just never got down to it i thought of investing yeah blah blah you know my wife was some some circumstantial change and they've not just not done it and when i meet them I'm like oh my god you should have bought something 5 years ago it would be almost double the price double its value by now very true very true um and let's talk about superannuation a little bit so that's another area a lot of people uh, neglect on uh also i find that they are scared to think about the future you might be 35 you might be 40 you don't want to think about the 50s 60s and 70s but whether we like it or not we are going to hit all of us are going to hit 50s 60s 70s 80s if we live that long but it's it's going to come 
So we just have to think about it at some point. And neglecting the superannuation is another big mistake people do. Uh, they are they are earning good money. They are having a good balance in superannuation. They're just letting it roll and uh, letting it roll, and they're just too scared to have a self-managed super fund and do a property investment where they can double or triple their investment. Have you come across that too? Certainly, self-managed super fund investment in property is purely. leveraging or it's the only way you can leverage your superannuation you can create a self managed super fund and invest in its value you know you have 300000 there you can invest that as your capital investment however the only avenue you can borrow on your self managed super fund is for property so hypothetically you have 300000 superannuation you invest 200 of the 300000 in a property you can leverage yet another $400,000 making your $300,000 property uh 200 as a deposit 600 there and another 100 which means a $700,000 investment so your investment value your capital your 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 returns is on $700,000 not $300,000 because you've leveraged your superannuation in property and at the end of the day superannuation is for our retirement and right now as much as you know earning 100000 dollars earning 200000 dollars a year on our, on our investment looks big with inflation say i'm probably 20 years away from from retirement 25 years away from retirement in 25 years what looks big to me right now is not going to be big at all i have some adverts i came across by big superannuation companies that were in the 90s claiming that the superannuation investor makes Three thousand dollars a month on his superannuation. In today's day and age, what can you do with three hundred thousand dollars? You know that's how it is. You know it's the future value of your money that matters. Very true. Let's talk about the critical success factors of residential properties. But if you go back to the game of monopoly, we know that location really matters. If you have some properties in Park Lane, Mayfair, or Oxford Street in the green or the purple Ooh. arena you know that you're going to make money because that's that's expensive and that's 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 a good location right similarly yes location is number 1 but then there's so many other factors which we look at for our investors but let's talk about it uh one is i mean the most common is rental yield and the capital growth for the past 10 years it's not what's in today but what has happened last 10 years and what's going to happen in the next Five to ten years. Anything else you can think of? See, personally, I think there are many indicators to tell us how properties will perform. Going into a mature area that the market ha- is mature and established might not be the best thing for the future of your money. It's a lot of investment to see growth. Proportionately, if you plant your seed in fertile soil with the potential to grow and bear. fruits faster is what would be an efficient investment so um, we look at many indicators from as least as the proportion of own occupiers in that suburb to against tenants in the suburb the the affluence of of the population you know as as much as the 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 the, the per capita income per week as how many cars are par- parked in the house per week 
you know as much as the demographics of how with their professionals with their with their non professionals etc their education levels their occupation and their incomes that tell us uh, or give us a trajectory of what the pop- the property price growth will be there you know it's about managing cash flow in sustaining your investment and most importantly the biggest benefit is capital growth so you don't want to go to an expensive area that's growing you know 5% on average for the next 10 years when you can go to a much cheaper area and probably two or three investments in that same value that's growing you know exponentially more so it's all about knowing where to plant your seed exactly and uh, as you said uh, i mean as an investor number one i should be able to rent it out so when you check check that out i should be able to resell it and exit when i want to so and for that to happen the location has to be right as you said we need to check how many own occupiers are there versus renters so that you can get indication of how soon you can rent this out and also what sort of demographics are living there so that you know who your tenants will be before you get on to the investment and little things like how many professionals what sort of percentage of professionals what sort of uh, blue collar workers that will give you a good indication before you get in so if you look at these critical success factors which we go through about 35 checkpoints that will give you a really good understanding and confidence to go into that investment wherever it is there are some suburbs i mean we have 15000 suburbs all across australia so you without such uh, due diligence you simply cannot pick one uh, and that's what we do for our investors uh other thing is auctions auction clearance rate so that you get any understanding how soon we can exit how many days on market i mean these are real good indicators for people to know okay if i put it to market i can probably sell it in 2 months 3 months and it might take 6 months and it's really good to know for investors to know all these factors before they get into something yeah and and deciding the factor how we obtain this information anything obtained free it has no such value like milton friedman said there's no such thing as a free lunch we pay for we subscribe to access this information from professional research organizations and i personally think it's not about what he says or she says the numbers do all the talking so those numbers are what are reflective in your investment and your investment is not oh i like the park there i like the shopping center there no, it's none of that it is nothing but the numbers that works on investment and it's not an emotional factor it is a logical factor the future of your money that matters when you're investing people do lie numbers don't lie so <laughs> then of course the source you're getting the numbers is most important yeah. we we pay to be on those to have access to all this information we go through so that is key And let's talk about the market outlook for 2024. That's a lot, lot of people want to know what's going to happen in terms of the rental market, capital appreciation, and then population growth. So rental market right now is crazy, right? Uh, in our own property management, uh, we rent out properties pretty much everywhere very, very quickly. In a day or two. <laughs> After. So in the city especially, it's crazy. And it's Sydney's worse. Brisbane, Perth, I mean, people are queuing up. Uh what are your thoughts for coming into 2020 late in 2023 2024 Okay it is now public knowledge the population entity that monitors population growth in Australia I forget the name of the entity has has 
specifically uh, published that the population growth is rampant right now i think a key reason for this like i mentioned earlier was post covid in developing nations in many developing nations there's there's uh, you know an ex- exodus of people immigrating to australia and other developed nations so to say so that is key and um, and uh, personally right now the market is correcting yes with economic factors but it is an investor market it is a buyers market it's not a sellers market like it was a few a year say less than a year ago but it is an investor market so and most importantly as local if we are local to australia we might not buy because we look we think of an interest rate of 6% or 7% even as a high interest rate or even at 5% a high interest rate but in many other countries customers that i interact with you know people that invest through us think 7% is you know half of what the, the interest they are paying in their own country so they're like oh my god it's only 7% as a foreign investor you know i'm talking of 7% because foreign investors pay a fraction a, fra- a fraction higher than a local would pay so even if we as locals to australia are not investing and not buying foreigners are buying in australia and i'd hate to see the day like i mentioned before i'd hate to see the day that my children are living in a house that is owned by someone who has never even visited australia <laughs> which i see <laughs> day in and day out so so that is what i personally think if we procrastinate we 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 get on our back foot we don't want to in, in invest and you know and hold property overseas people are people from other countries are certainly doing that we know that <laughs> of course of course and i mean if you look at the rental market for 2024 it's going to get much much stronger and uh, the population is creeping in at the same time we see developers going into i mean typically australian developers they just buy and sell sorry build and sell whereas now they are moving into two more of build to rent model where they build the whole thing and rent it out and that's what we need um for the rental crisis which we are going through right now so I think these sort of indicators tell us the rental market is going to get tighter and tighter which is fantastic for investors going into 2024 and in terms of capital appreciation the the interest rates will hold off towards middle of this year towards end of this year and then probably dip down as the economy say probably 2024 and that'll turn around the market uh, which we have seen already if you look at uh, melbourne and sydney especially it has already turned a uh, turn since the interest rate uh, started rising it has gone down now it has been quite stagnant there has been a correction of 5% but now we see it's going up and that will continue into 2024 uh, which that's inevitable with with the population growth coming in and as we discussed before population growth we are looking at 400000 people and close to a million in the next 10 years so that's that's astounding because we need to make sure our infrastructure is in place we need to make sure we have housing in place for rental as well as uh, for people to buy yeah that is certainly true because the population growth is immense right now and an article i was reading i forget the publication it was on but it indicated how people will be living in their cars on 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 the yards of their relatives in trailers in 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 caravans and extended families you know the you know extended families the siblings their children 
the the grandparents everyone living in the same house each family probably sharing sharing a room very interesting article about how the population growth will be will impact the housing market and the density of living so as i always say you know the economies may change raw material prices may change but one thing that does not change is population growth and the requirement for houses absolutely Let's do a statewide review uh, about where things are heading. Uh, let's start with Melbourne to Sydney to Perth, Adelaide, Brisbane, the capital cities. Let's start with Melbourne. So right now, Melbourne uh, house prices are quite stagnant. Rental market is strong, and it will continue to be strong. But the population growth is going to be crazy in the next few years, especially in the apartment market. People are queuing up for apartments. Uh, rents have gone up like hundred to sometimes two hundred dollars a week, and it's it's a heaven for investors. And on the other side, all the land developments are going really well, and the infrastructure developments, the major projects like the airport link that's coming up, the tunnel project. I think the outlook is a like, fantastic. What are your thoughts? Definitely, the outlook is certainly fantastic, and. More, you know, and what happens is, how do I say it? Uh, all of this is happening with a future in mind. You know, these are all planned ventures. These are not just ad hoc ventures that are taking place, but the developments, the tunnels, all of these are happening because of population growth. Population growth. You know, everything is growing. And one particular point I'd like to emphasize is: we talk about hyperinflation right now throughout the world. Has there been any time? that in once we we reach we get to inflation that it goes backwards like say 15 17 years ago petrol i measure it by the price of required commodities like petrol so uh, 15 years ago petrol was 99 cents per liter 96 cents per liter maybe 1 1 2 cents per liter through covid it went almost went back there to you know around a dollar a liter through covid but right now if i see petrol less than 165 i'm rushing and pumping and <laughs> topping up my tank so like that construction prices are going up everything is getting more expensive and there's no way that the the disparity in earning and 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 property prices gets closer to each other it only gets wider yeah inflation is property price growth in inevitably surpass inflation yeah And let's talk about Sydney now. Sydney again, uh, it had a hit uh, with the interest rates coming down, which is obvious because Sydney had a pretty good run, like fifteen twenty percent growth uh, during COVID last two years. But now it has turned, and auction clearance rates are on the rise, and there's so many projects coming along. Uh, the new airport is a big project over there, so I think Sydney will also turn around in the in the next. couple of years uh any thoughts on sydney certainly sydney will turn around of course as of very recently melbourne overtook the population of sydney but sydney will turn around they say that the sydney prices in housing jumped with the year 2000 olympics the in in the year 2000 the olympics happened in sydney so they that the gap between melbourne and sydney became so wide as per the, as as of the olympics in the year 2000 so that gap is still there there's no it's not changed all too much but melbourne is slowly and steadily catching up but sydney also i personally think hit rock bottom 
and is going up now most importantly again i emphasize because of the requirement of housing people need to live now places like this australia airport in sydney liverpool austral denham court etc i have seen prices from you know 7 8 years ago where you could get a 400 square meter block for something like 7 or 800000 now a, a new off the plan 400 square meter 440 square meter block is 1.1 million dollars in those same areas yeah so it's never going to go back to the 800 900000 dollar prices i saw a few years ago so inevitably these prices are all on our price so we hit rock bottom and now we are on the way up and that's where majority of the equity lies in for all investors who are in sydney uh, which is fantastic absolutely Talking about Olympics, let's go to Brisbane. Brisbane, uh, the moment it was announced, the 2032 Olympics, the there's so much of influx of uh, capital came into property, and uh, we saw a tremendous growth last two years. I mean, Brisbane used to be cheap, and people used to buy 450, 500,000, but without 6, 650, you cannot do anything right now in Brisbane. and i think it will continue to be the same the rental demand is so high and there's so many projects going along because of olympics the olympic villages sunshine coast to gold coast to brisbane uh any thoughts on brisbane certainly brisbane is i have been part of transactions in brisbane that saw dual key properties you know dual key properties that have a you know high rental yield on it we transacted for 290 and 300 between 290 and 350000 those very same properties right now the same properties the same properties that i was a part of the transaction when i do a valuation now is like 7 750000 without i'm talking of 5 6 7 years ago yeah and uh, honestly my opinion is brisbane greater brisbane prices are not too different from even melbourne right now they've yeah. seen exponential growth between the announcement of the olympics and now and also the least affected by the correction in the market i would think is brisbane because of the olympics coming about and once it takes those steps forward it doesn't go backwards you know anyone who buys a property hypothetically for 600000 four or five years later they're not going to sell it for less than that price you know they might give you a slight discount on what it, you know what they're asking for but they're not going to sell it for the 4 or 500000 they paid for you know so many years ago So Brisbane is Brisbane not just Brisbane Queensland on the whole is seeing some exceptional stability in the market I would think in these in these trying times of you know inflation etc so I think the least affected by the correction in the market in the past that has now hit rock bottom is Brisbane Let's go let's go to Adelaide um Adelaide I thought was a neglected market last uh, if you look at the last 5 years or so uh, nobody talked about Adelaide in terms of property but uh, everyone talked about Adelaide for wines and and the beauty Adelaide has to offer and the beaches and so forth but it's a totally different ball game altogether uh, everyone is investing in Adelaide Perth right now because of the price point because of the infrastructure projects going on rental yield is extremely good you're looking at 5% uh especially compared to the price you pay uh it's a fantastic investment and the migration towards adelaide because it's very it's not easy to come to melbourne or sydney right now or even brisbane for that matter so people are moving into adelaide perth uh migration inflow is extremely high the outlook for adelaide is pretty pretty good 
absolutely i completely agree and the, the key factor about adelaide is you're paying far less or you're investing far less than you would be investing in you know in new south wales in victoria or in queensland but the rental yield is a fair bit higher the proportion of tenants in adelaide also is a fair bit higher than the other states i mentioned so investing in adelaide is right now you know if you're sitting on equity in victoria in melbourne and you know your capacity using your equity without a cent out of your pocket purely using your equity your capacity is 5 or 600000 dollars you wouldn't be make wouldn't be able to make an optimally efficient investment in victoria or for that matter even in queensland right now with the prices rising however in adelaide and even perth you can still get a very efficient investment you know you know ticking all the boxes required to be a good investment in adelaide and perth that gives you a, a rental yield as much as a 7 or 800000 dollar property in victoria it will give you as much yield in a 5 or 550000 dollar investment in perth or adelaide so that is something you know impact you know something quite quite uh, you know impressive for me fact that you know adelaide and perth are performing so good in the in the rental yield factor definitely let's go to perth the western coast i mean i know it's a four four and a half hour journey to perth but a lot of just for that fact people try to neglect perth altogether but it's definitely not a place to neglect right now because yes perth was down in terms of property for the last i would say 6 7 years but right now it's a time to get into perth it's uh, it's booming right now the rental market is probably the best in perth and uh, there's so many projects i mean if you when i was there last time i saw stockland steadily there's they're doing huge projects and i mean these are nearly billion dollar investments and that kind of companies are not going to put that kind of money if there's not going to be returns so uh, certainly so Perth and Adelaide once again are seeing exceptional growth and one one thing is the mining boom ended in the early you know beyond 2010 the mining boom ended and we saw a bit of a fall in in the property market and the, everyone lost interest in 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 Perth but now i can tell you for a fact i know people who arrive immigrants who arrive to australia sometimes have no choice but to start their life off in australia in perth and places like that so these intelligent people or these people the educated people who come in on these migration visas most often have the capacity and they are looking to buy and live the, the australian dream i used to know of was it was we, we didn't want to rent in australia when you come to australia and you leave the house in your early 20s one of the first things you do is you buy a house but that is changing so these people who come in here come with money and they end up buying property so even population growth in perth adelaide darwin everywhere is affected and of course the government wants to create a consistency of you know capital consistency of intellectual capital the doctors the lawyers all of that uh, they are even given subsidies on obtaining properties because of their education because of their of their skill so there are many avenues that the government is facilitating this this uh, population the required population to live in perth Adelaide and even Darwin to keep you know keep the ball rolling so to say with everything happening in order by giving them benefits of moving there you know they get a few extra points if they moving there for their migration process so things of that sort definitely you know definitely you know intrigue open definitely 
you know drawing people to move there at least for a number of years and i personally think i have a friend who, who moved in there by the looks of it he's enjoying it so much that he's not going to come back <laughs> anywhere else you know the, the lifestyle all of that there is really caught up with it all right starting from uh, the streets of oxford street park lane in the monopoly board we moved around the world and around australia uh we have talked about a lot uh but it was a great chat thank Absolutely. you daniel for joining me uh, thank you navin appreciate the opportunity and definitely enjoyed sharing the bit i know with other people as well <laughs> <laughs>